Hi, I'm Corey of Conversations with Corey, who is ready for raw and honest conversations about life, faith, struggles, and things that bring you joy, things that make you furious. What have you overcome? Where does resilience come from? Join me as I have insightful, honest, and raw conversations with a variety of everyday people walking out their faith in truth and love. I can't wait. See you soon. So what did you see that God showed you? that you didn't see before? I I started seeing his kindness yeah. was one of the things. Like, my, my if you knew my husband, he is a really uniquely kind man. Yeah. And, and, but my distrust and resentment and not feeling cared for, just, it blocked my, I couldn't experience him. Yeah. I couldn't experience him for who he was because yeah. I was so closed off. And I was so committed to my belief of him. And like I said before, my, I had this, it took me a while to understand that I was doing this, but I had this mindset of like, my experience is truth. Right. And that's not, that's not the case. (laughs) And so I just had this, like what I'm experiencing of him is he's not, not trustworthy. You know, that's one example. And so it just had it this belief that that means that he's not a trustworthy man. Right. And, um, and so I knew that my offenses and hurts were blocking me from seeing him. Um, and I learned about this devotional, I think from Instagram Okay. out of all places. And it was for both partners and it came with a journal Nice. and I bought them for both of us, you know, on a whim. I'm, it was probably like some late night purchase, you know, and I'm (laughs) feeling lonely and desperate. Yeah. And, um, and it was called 40 day, 40 prayers for my husband and 40 prayers for my wife. Wow. And I can send you the link and, and, and it just, it was very simple and you just, you know, you do one, one prayer one day and then one journal entry. It was like a lead journal, uh, lead journaling. And, and I feel like that was a part of my transformation and I just I started praying for my husband in more of this intentional way and it was really cool and I I did it alone and I don't think my husband ever picked it up I really don't (laughs) wasn't it funny though how we transform if we decide that we want to change yeah and then ultimately if you start to change it forces your partner to change too because he has to now deal with this new person in front of him (laughs) <laughs> I kind of want to ask my husband now. I bet he'll sheepishly be like, uh, I started to. But yeah. but I kind of was judging him at the time because I felt yeah. like he wasn't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like I was being a really nice wife. Yeah. But um <laughs> But, but so I could hear the this... transformational um conversational change when you said that you saw him differently because all of a sudden then you have this thing called compassion oh, and understanding. Yes. It, in that to trump it trumps judgment mm, that's and so true it's like you know mercy triumphs over judgment mm, yeah and that's mercy when you see somebody as who they are who, who they're made to be 
and you kind of see that they are they've been hijacked oh yeah and and they've been robbed and they don't even see that they're being robbed in their behavior and you can see them that way then you can truly love them through and walk them through something because you it's just a whole nother depth that's so beautiful I love that I, I love what you just said yeah I that's <laughs> that's that's so true I and I I did I did start to experience more compassion for him and yeah. his story yeah as an individual yeah and I think like getting getting God's heart for him I was able to see his destiny too right of just like this is an awesome guy yeah and he's like yeah like you said just getting hijacked and I mm-hmm. I think another part of being a mother is I I felt this kind of protective like no way this guy is a good man and yeah. I felt this injustice for him yeah. you know and um and so yeah the, I was reading that during that time and 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 I oh and I I lacked so much humility that I was super unaware of. <laughs> I don't think people experienced me as being a proud person, but yeah. I was. And 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 you know, not to say I, I don't struggle with that anymore, but just I really lacked humility. And years before getting married, I actually had this encounter with Jesus. Hmm. And it's kind of hard to explain, but I was I was in prayer and had this kind of vision. Yeah. And that wasn't common for me. Like I don't have that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. And, um, and Jesus walked me into this greenhouse and <laughs> him and I were walking down the greenhouse and on either side of us were these young producing fruit trees. <laughs> and I got to the back of it and he kind of gestured towards this fruit tree that was yeah. clearly dying and withering and, you know, not producing any fruit. And I'm like, what's wrong with this one? And Jesus replied, it lacked humility. Wow. And, you know, and I could go super into that, but it's just, it, it could, it didn't have, it didn't have enough humility to be nurtured and to oh. grow right. Wow. And, and at the time that didn't feel super, mm. like I was just kind of like, oh, wow. Interesting. You know, but during this soft separation that we had that vision was on my heart like that was replaying continually through Mm -hmm. this time right and like you know the Lord just softening my heart and um and it almost caused this like deconstruction of our marriage where I realized I got started on the wrong foot like I came in with a lot of stuff and he came in with a lot of stuff right and we started these habits that were unhealthy and and I had I played a huge role in it well it's crazy because people think that hate is the opposite of love but actually pride is Mm. because pride is is the lack of humility mm-hmm. is at, when we have pride we don't need to be loved we're 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 like we don't even allow it in wow because we're not humble enough to be, receive it oh yeah and so it's funny because when you said that about the humility tree I thought wow you know pride will stand up and say well I deserve better that's pride and that's pride talking 
<laughs> yeah. And and sometimes we do deserve better. I'm not yeah. saying that's always wrong, but I'm saying that in, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, the person that, that can go through the hard thing and say like, I don't deserve this kind of life. I was supposed to have a different life. Yeah. <laughs> and I always think that's such a funny thing that people say, I'm supposed to have a different life. I'm like, really? Which one? <laughs> Because, I mean, there's a book, and you and I um, talked about, like, a lot of the different midwifery books and things. One of the books that I read a long time ago was called Why Not Me? And I think it was about a midwife from the South that had her birth center burned down, like, two or three times. No way. Yes. Like, it's a real story. And she'd say, and the book was labeled, the book title was Why Not Me? And I thought, Wow. Like, instead of complaining, which she had every right to do, right? she would just be like, well, why not me? Why not me to go through these hard things and learn something from them? I love and that. It really changed, it really challenges yeah. our belief when we think, well, why not me to go through hard things? I must have what it takes to be victorious in it, or I wouldn't be walking in it. I mean, it, I'm not special. I'm just God's kid and learning how to love deeper and better than the day before. Well, and I mean, if I married a guy that didn't challenge me, right? You know, I'd be the same person I was when I was 25, right? (laughs) I don't want to be her. No, (laughs) I'm so glad we get to grow up. I'm so I'm happy so glad. I'm so that we thankful. don't get to stay the same and we get to grow and we get to learn how to love deeper and better and even through the hard times. Yeah. And, you know, I really honor you in in honoring and choosing that that depth of love over and over and over again. And I know God's just going to bless you as you continue to. But you are now married for how many years in this part of your story? Yeah. Three? Four? Uh, oh, Second okay, pregnancy. we're married, um, I don't know how to do it, I'm not sure. Okay, we're, so you have, you have, you're pregnant with your second baby, you're super pregnant. Yeah, oh, I think, gosh, four? Yeah, I think yeah. four. And, um, and you know, something that's interesting is, in my experience, people are very quick to put more weight on these more outright offensive sins like in our case it was pornography when I would tell people that you know people are are very offended on my behalf right Um, Mm -hmm. but people are never too shocked when I shed light on what I'm showing up with like (laughs) (laughs) if I tell people well I really struggle with pride or I yell Mm -hmm. or I I choose selfishness over and over Mm -hmm. or hold, hold on to bitterness like I like humility to apologize. Like people are, are never too bothered by this (laughs) and, but they're, you know, really destructive behaviors. And I actually, um, I, I actually, this is a bit of a jump in the story, but I'll go back. I went to this Christian counselor one time to just for myself, just for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I came to her with this list of things that I'm like, I need help with these things. I want to grow. And they're affecting my marriage. And I want to take responsibility for what I'm contributing. 
And she goes on to spend the next 20 minutes or so explaining to me how everything I was saying was just human. And I was being really hard on myself. (laughs) And like anyone would respond this way, you know, (laughs) and, and kind of almost she was suspicious that maybe my husband like made me do this. Oh, you know, geez. she kind of villainized him in a way that I was like, no, you don't, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a weird experience wow. where I'm trying to convince this counselor. I'm like, no, I need help. <laughs> but anyway, um, but so, okay. So I, I just, I, I had this self-preservation I was holding on to. I um so I had this I had a few things during the soft separation as I'm anticipating this baby and I have my toddler I have a few points of I call them like my anchor my anchors yeah. and so I had this devotional the 40 40 prayers for your husband thing I had this wonderful godly counselor who we still see yeah um and I'm I have I have now this realization that I am God's growing me in humility and so I'm clinging to remind myself of this you know this vision I had years ago and I had the I had a handful of worship songs that I knew they they kind of worked to remind my spirit of the direction I felt God growing me in yeah and then I had this eight minute YouTube video that was this compilation of about marriage teachings yeah. I probably listened to that a million times during these months. And um and anytime I would feel like my feelings that I I now knew were not trustworthy were kind of leading me astray. Yeah. I would go to one of these things. And I used these things to hold my hand because I still at this point don't have a lot of people in my life that I feel like are going to be a secure source a secure yeah. resource for me um and so I have all these things and I I'm really thankful that I kind of this was I really treated it like a strategy you know yeah. so I really want to stay with this guy and I really want to save our family um but I I'm also struggling with a lot of hopelessness during this season um and and so I just during this time I I was very, you know, I, I didn't have the interaction that you have with your spouse, like in the evenings after, you know, you put the kids to bed, you shut down the house and usually you'd like chit chat with your spouse while you load the dishwasher or sit on the couch, you know? And so I didn't have that anymore. Right. And so it was very lonely, but it was, it was kind of this cool time. And I just, I would, you know, again, I'm super pregnant. And so I would just take this time. I'd turn on a teaching or music or something. And I'd just kind of move my body and let the feelings that I was feeling come in front of me. Right. And, and then just, and then just be like, okay, what is truth? Lord, like show me your truth. And so if I'm feeling insecure, because I know that my husband's not being faithful or whatever, you know, I'm just like, but I have my security in, in you, Lord, like you are, you know? And so that's just, you know, one example, but that's kind of, that's kind of the more practical thing of what I was doing during that time. That's a super important um, practice too, because our feelings are our 
their fe- our feelings it's not that our feelings aren't valid it's that right. our feelings come and go and they're not always the truth right right and so taking them to you know third party in the marriage and saying okay god help me to see the truth in this and getting what we need from god the father in the middle of that is so important because he really is a third party in yeah. our marriage and he really is able to give us what we need and that's yeah. not just like tongue in cheek that's it's real and i mean i i know from my situation with my husband who's been very disabled now for a long time yeah um it is the lord who gives me what i need yeah and i couldn't do it without him but i don't know that it it takes it takes that humility it takes that recognition and it takes asking mm. and so there you are in your living room you know moving to the music asking god what is true that's a beautiful picture of surrender yeah thanks it was <laughs> you know it was it was a it was a hard season but yeah. even as i'm talking about it now i just i feel so thankful for it and and actually both of us look back at that soft separation and we both feel really thankful for it. Yeah. And I actually still don't really know what my husband was doing that whole time. Like, I don't know if he was quite as strategic. Right. But whatever he was doing, God, like, he's going to finish a good work he started in yeah. a man that's given his life to him. And that's something yeah. else that we have seen just prevail in our story of, like, even when everything looks really bleak, we just, we have to put our hope in this God who cares more than we do about yeah. our redemption, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, so I was, I started to feel like I was in a better place yeah. emotionally and we decided to get to end our soft separation in anticipation of this baby. Um, and so we came back together and we were like, okay, let's try and get ourselves together and be a normal mm-hmm. family and get ready for our second baby. And um, on the due date of our second child, my husband suggests that he move out for a more true separation. Oh. And that felt like such a, like out of left field. I was mm-hmm. just, I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, think, I'm thinking we're getting back to get like, you know, I was right. so caught off guard and I just, I said it like he, I, re- I can remember so well, like him saying that and just we're standing in our living room. It's nighttime. And instantly I just felt fear like rush over my body and this fear of like, okay, I'm going to be a single mom and I'm going right. to raise these two kids and, right. and I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I, and I, I'm super um, practical. So I have all this. I'm like, well, I'll have to go back to school and I'll have to, you know, I like, right. I like jump away ahead of myself, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so then I just start feeling so unready to have this baby. And, but something happened that night, like in that same conversation where the Holy Spirit softened our hearts together. Yeah. And we had a conversation where we could hear each other. And we weren't fighting and we were soft. And what I heard my husband say was that he doesn't have the answers, but he has not given up on us or me. Right. And 
And so we moved towards one another in in such a powerful way that night. And I didn't know it at the time, but that night would then go on to to propel us into this new season of 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 reconciliation. Wow, that's powerful. And so that night would would end the hardest years of our marriage, you know, wow. that we've had. And and we didn't know it at the time and it and it still felt like silver rocky. But but right. that something happened there in that conversation and where we were able to hear each other and believe the best and it and it was really cool. So so um so then I didn't have a baby for two more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but which felt your you know, body forever. Needed, your body needed to recover from the <laughs> my body needed to recover <laughs> your body needed to, a moment your spirit your soul and your body kind of needed to come back together for that <laughs> jolt because as much as that change you can look back now your body you know we have memory in our body we hold totally our bodies so yep and wow. my midwife at the time was I'm, I was pretty raw with her through this whole thing. She, yeah. she, she saw right through me. If I ever tried to be like, everything's fine. She's like, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. <laughs> she, she was so great. And she was just like, this baby's going to come, you know? And I'm like, right. it's 14 days. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but it was so cool though, because that birth, yeah. I felt so supported by my husband I just, we, we were so like physically affectionate during that time. It was like our fresh love for each other was spilling out and, and we had like so many people there in the room, so many (laughs) extra people at that birth. I've never had that many people at the birth before. And then it was so intimate and so wonderful. So I'm just, I really, I have really great memories of that birth and, and also the postpartum period. Right. So but, all these things were getting birth in that moment. Yes. Yeah, like like a new birth, like your marriage, a new baby, just kind of a new beginning. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. and it was this new beginning where I'm asking myself these hard, challenging questions to yeah. to move forward. Like, can I learn to live without taking? Can I learn right. to lay my life down for this man that I've already given my yes to? Right. And but like but like tomorrow I'm going to have to give lay my life down again. Right. And can I adopt God's eyes for this man who I've given my vows to? Like, mm-hmm. I, so I'm in this, I'm in this, you know, postpartum period and it, and it, the next season of life is easier maritally, but still really hard. Like yeah. it's, things are not easy now, but, mm-hmm. but they're, but they're better. And I have less, overwhelming times of hopelessness yeah and um and more tools you know we're we're developing tools and um and so I I'm in this process of learning like what does love look like even while I still feel hurt yeah and I still feel unsafe emotionally yeah and I still feel lots of insecurity in our marriage um because you know security even without pornography in the story sure you know I I probably still would have felt like a really insecure wife but then when you add pornography it really challenges that like where where do you get your security from and and so that has been a big part of my story um 
And, and so, you know, our story continues to unfold. We're not, we're not, you know, like we're not, we're not done. (laughs) We're still, we're still growing together, but we both are finally, like, I can't tell you how many times we look at each other and one of us says something like, I'm so happy we stuck it out. Yes. I'm so thankful that you didn't leave me. I'm so glad. And we will be sitting watching our three kids grow and their friendships developing with with each other. And we look at each other like, I'm glad we didn't miss this. Mm -hmm. Because it felt like we were, you know, just a breath away from, from, from that destiny or from that future. And, and that was, and, you know, we just like narrowly skipped it is how it feels still. Wow. And, um, so we just, we love encouraging other marriages. We've had the opportunity to walk with a lot of other couples through, um, lots of stuff and, and so I think the last thing I just wanted to share was we 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 feel like we have some I don't know what to call them like like the key points yeah or nuggets that we we feel like we're a big piece of why our our marriage is now joyful and still together yeah yeah <laughs> um we so the first one is we like believed in God being able to reconcile our marriage, that right. he would finish a good work that he started in me and yeah. in us. Right. And that's from Philippians 1, 6. Yeah. And so, you know, even when I felt the feelings of hopelessness and there was nothing that led to hope, right? I just was like, I have to believe this because what else am I going to do? Right. You know? And then the second thing is we believed in this when things were still really hard oh i kind of already said that we didn't pursue our own lives and choose to lay and we chose to lay it down and so i was super tempted to throw in the towel so many times because like Mm. i said i felt like i deserved better right and um and that was that was that was something that was very tempting for lots of years to just be like I could probably find a guy that doesn't bring all of this turmoil in my life. Yes. And he'll probably love my kids too and probably I'll <laughs> fight less. And, you know, and I just, that was something I really, I, I toiled with. So, right. um, and then the next thing was we didn't give, we didn't keep waiting for marriage to start serving us. Right. So neither of us were hinging our hope on the other person coming around to being everything that we had hoped they would be for me. Right. And and that's something I think I I I hear, you know, a lot of people lament about their stories and and just hearing this kind of this theme or belief where it's like well, I can I can probably stay with him for x amount of more times or Mm-hmm. But, you know, but, but I do really want, I do really want, like, I re- I really should have somebody that, that treats me well, you know, and I'm not talking about abuse or anything like that. I'm just talking about people being humans, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's not, it's not hard to feel like you're not getting treated as well as you should. Right. 
I mean, one thing sense. that you guys did that I think is really important is that you guys reached out for help. Mm, yeah. And you had accountability in place for your husband, which I think is extremely important mm-hmm. because any addiction needs that accountability to yeah. walk through it, no matter what it is. But you had those things in place, and I think that coupled with your faith coupled with each of you surrendering and just choosing not to give up that's a formula for success yeah and and success doesn't look like what we think it's supposed to look like either right <laughs> the expectation of that what does that mean we have arrived yay no no we've not arrived we we have arrived when we have surrendered so deeply that and loved so deeply that that's all we know and and we haven't given up on each other because we all have issues we all have things where that we need to overcome in marriage we all have stuff we fall short of all day long and i think it's a beautiful story of friendship of of true love of pain and and hardship and and hard times and and more surrender <laughs> I feel like it's just like, okay, we're surrendering deeper. Yay. I didn't think we could do that deeper. You know, <laughs> just, um, but your journey is very, um, I'm sure so many have walked in your shoes and, you know, and it does take two. It does. Yeah. But there's the power of a praying, the power of a praying woman, the power of a praying wife, the power of a praying husband. Um, the power of God in our lives when we trust him and when we surrender to him first Um, you're a beautiful example of that and I'm very proud of you personally and I know that journey because as you're telling me the story I'm remembering these different phone calls (laughs) yeah and times of prayer and just especially that birth I think that birth was very transformative as, Mm -hmm. as childbirth can be it's very transformative. It can be. Yeah, yeah. And um, it can be powerful or it can be the opposite too. So I think it's a beautiful thing. And I definitely honor your journey. I bless you on your journey. And I know that, um, you know, that you'll listen to Holy Spirit. He's the best leader, the best father, the best, you know, friend. And I know that you'll listen to him as you keep walking this journey out. But um yeah it's a beautiful thing that you are learning to love so deeply and so well i love it thank you yeah you've been you've been one of my phone of friends (laughs) where i'm like i think i need to go call her (laughs) you know what's funny is that i've always enjoyed those calls because i feel like it makes my journey also feel like okay that's it's worth it oh yeah it's worth it when you know that you can help somebody else in it too because it can't just be about ourselves oh yeah I feel that way too I think about that sometimes like I don't know you know the power of your testimony I think about that and I'm like maybe our testimony maybe it saves one family yeah and then it's like okay that's worth it (laughs) yeah well you know um there's that principle I think we talked about it it was like confess your sins one to another it's a scripture and pray for each other that you may be healed but if we don't bring things into the light especially in the church we will never see healing like Mm. we should 
because you have to be honest. Honesty is so important. And that's what I love about, about your testimony is that you just decided to be honest. Yeah. And it takes a lot to do that because I think, you know, we have um, that control thing in you, man. That's the, that is the last honest piece, you know, controlling people, people that love control, they don't necessarily like honesty. Yeah. Um, because it feels like you're being uncovered. It feels like you're naked in that honesty. And, and then all that shame comes rushing in. I love that you defeated shame and you defeated, really defeated the enemy by doing the opposite of that and bringing things into the light and, and trusting when you didn't even see the next step. I love that. Yeah. Well, and one of the coolest things is that this, it's like, it feels so counterintuitive Mm -hmm. to say you'll find true life if you lay your life down. Yeah. But like you were saying earlier, even with your marriage, like yep. you you have true joy. Yeah, I do. And 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 I can see that in your life. And I, I believe you when you say that. And I <laughs> and I feel the same way too. And it's like, but it doesn't make sense to your human brain. Right. Because you think, well, if I give up my life, right. why would I find more life? <laughs> like, right. you know, and and it's something that I just I didn't understand but I moved forward in just I guess yeah. in faith I guess that's what in faith yeah. is and I mean, but now I'm on the other that, side like yeah. Oh. yeah yeah and it doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard days either no, that you're not going to yeah. have doubts that you're not going to really that you're not going to struggle that you're not going to have to stand up and contend for something that doesn't mean that things are just perfect and you know whatever but it does mean that there is a grace that is available to us as children of God to ask for the things that we need. But I think that sometimes we, we don't know what to ask for. Mm, we don't know yeah. what we need. But I can I can guarantee you that that you can't go wrong with love. You can't go wrong with forgiveness. And and you can't go wrong asking for grace. Because grace is like that grease that gets in all those places and makes everything just simpler, just easier. Hmm. Yeah, and, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, like for me, it was me for asking for the love that I just didn't have because I didn't like, I didn't like my husband anymore. Yeah. Because he just changed so much. I just didn't have like for him. Yeah. I knew I loved him, but I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. And, and that love in me wasn't, wasn't. Um, it, it isn't the love I have now. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like when you've never had a really good chocolate and you've had like, maybe like had some like cheap, cheap, you know, imitation thing. And then you have like really good chocolate from like, you know, Germany or something or Sweden <laughs> or Norway. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? Magic? I had no idea. <laughs> and you just didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And and that is what it's like. But it's nice to hear someone else say, hey, there's something better. Yes. It's like that hope. Like, okay, well, if they can do it, then I can do it. Yeah. And certainly, like, their situation, you know, might be harder. They might have tried longer yeah. than me. But, but the outcome has been um, something good. Yeah. And we, if we don't quit. Yeah, man, so I believe in it. <laughs> I believe in it. I believe. I want you. it. I want it for. I want it for people I know and yeah, people I don't know. I'm just like, 
I want to encourage people and and not to say like you said like it it doesn't mean every day is easy it doesn't mean we don't have big fights it doesn't mean we don't have big problems that we haven't found answers to but right but we do have some we do have some tools and we do have uh, a a connection of that we've chosen that like God's a part of right that we have this honor for and protect it and um and I think that's what you know keeps us more stable these days I guess (laughs) yeah yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you so much for being vulnerable um because I really do believe that like it's when we shed light on things that are hard we we introduce the light into our lives and into others lives we we can bring healing to the body of Christ to the communities we live in and to others so I just am so grateful for you and your friendship and I'm so excited for the future for you mm-hmm. and you do have the cutest little kittles ever Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you just have such a beautiful family and um yeah so thank you for sharing and uh, I look forward to another conversation I do too thanks Corey. I love talking to you another subject (laughs) all right thanks friend thanks bye bye hey this is Corey thank you so much for listening today and if you liked what you heard consider giving me a follow have a wonderful day See you next time.